Welcome back to She Can Talk the Podcast. I am your host, Colleen, aka Gongali, aka Big Lee. Hey, if you're looking for what I've been cooking or eating, you can go over there to Colleen Eat Wings. If you want to hear about the music or just see what jokes I got popping off or whatever I'm doing, Gongali MC. And if you want to submit to um, Grow House Volume 2, it is a little late this year, but we still are taking submissions. You can go over to Doe underscore records. That's D O E underscore records or D O E records.com. Um, yes, this is the second episode of the first of 2021, not the first year, but second episode of 2021. This episode is called Decluttering Stoicism, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, to segue into, you know, I was going to tell you guys what I've been doing, what I've been up to. And um, honestly, for these last couple of weeks here, I have been on a major decluttering I don't know what you want to call it. I've been decluttering with a vengeance. Okay. That's what I can say about that. And, um, I didn't really realize how unorganized, you know, I was, you know, when you're going through life and you're doing things, you just realize that, or you think you're organized and you think you're pretty neat and clean and you think that, um, you know, things are in place. So I'm good. And you know, the house is clean. There's nothing junky or dusty. So I'm good. But when you really, really think about it and want to get organized, you have to pull everything out of every crevice, every closet and, um, get in, you have to dig in, you have to go through it. You have to really like sort it out, make a pile for garbage, make a pile for goodwill, make a pile for keep. Like it's like an assembly line. You got to go through it, you know? And um, what I will say about going through the decluttering process over the last couple of weeks here for me has been very therapeutic. I come across um, old memories, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, old outfits that are like, oh my God, I wore this. Magenta cowboy boots. I digress. But, um, you know, just finding just different crazy things that are like, wow, okay, and bringing back memories. So my system for decluttering was... Um, I use the energy method, which I, it's a famous minimalist. Um, oh my God, I always do this, but she was on Netflix. So I will look her up right now, but she, I actually, before she went to Netflix, I used to watch her on YouTube all the time. And I should just be like, I don't know, enamored with the way she decluttered everything and organized everything. So I could say, honestly, about a year ago, I started my attempts to declutter and to become a minimalist with, um, not with not that much success because, you know, coronavirus came in that knocked out stuff. Um, I started being at home and then as a result of, um, being at home, you start to accumulate things. And I think one of my initial therapies or mental therapies for myself in quarantine was shopping. I think Amazon became my therapist. I think the delivery driver was my, um, drug dealer. I don't know. (laughs) So, um, and I think that happens to a lot of us, you know, that we was starting to sit here. We starting to think about, um, you know, just the world at large, coronavirus, can't go to work, life's changes. And, um, we started becoming, you know, shopaholics, hoarders, etc like that. And um so I didn't I didn't really want to be uh I, I'm not a hoarder. So let me go there first. I'm not a person who has a lot of junk. I don't like a lot of junk in my house. I don't feel like a dish in the sink. But at the same time, it just didn't really tell you how far you can, you know, how far it goes when it comes to organizing your stuff and being organized, you know? Like um 
I don't know what snapped at me. I say I had an intervention. I say that Colossal gave me an intervention because I have this one creative room that I would go into to do whatever, like write music, do the podcast in here. I love floral arrangements, so I make flo- you know floral arrangements and um, different arrangements. So I'll have like glue guns and flowers and all types of stuff around this room. Very creative room. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is great. It's just like my warehouse. This is work in progress. Look at those flowers. Look at those reefs. Look at my podcast. You know, like, so I felt the sense of reward coming into this room and seeing all of my stuff, quote unquote stuff, as Colossus used to always say, don't touch my stuff, is what he said. I used to always say to him. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> in the process of that, I said, you know, I want to um, get this room in order. I want to get a couple of these closets in the house in order. And I want to get um, just better organized and actually become more of a minimalist, you know, and with minimalism, it's really a sacrifice. Like you really have to say, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm done with these material things and I'm parting ways with them, you know? So, um, don't get me wrong. I'm still a shoe girl. I still love shoes, but instead of just buying any old shoe from Marshalls and Ross, just to say I have a shoe that I like, I'm actually going to take my time and buy more of a high end quality shoe that A will last, B it's a classic fashion that can transcend different fads and um, just, you know, be more of an investment versus a, a fad or, you know, I want to look good for the latest whatever. So that's what minimalism is. It's um, really just living off of your basic needs, your basic you know, needs and not really going above and beyond like, hey, we don't have to have DoorDash three days a week. You know, we don't have to have, um, oh, just because, you know, you went to the store and the shirt was on sale. It doesn't mean you have to buy it. Do you need it? You know? So honestly, um, I'm kind of shocked. I didn't think it was going to take me so quickly to become a minimalist. And I don't want to honestly say I'm a minimalist because I still have work in progress to do, but, um, it feels really good. So I already know that this is the direction I will be moving into because it feels really good to just find something, put it back in place. That was one of my hardest things was walking around like a crazy woman looking for my car keys, running around yelling, looking for the slippers I just kicked off, <laughs> you know, in the living room and just not knowing where anything was. And then like in your home, you should know where everything is and you should know that everything has its place to put it back into. And once you give yourself that simple order of, hey, this is where I hang my keys, this is my shoe rack for my shoes. This is, you know, and put everything in its place. Oh my God. So needless to say, like we still are decluttering some, you know, like some stuff like the recording studio is like a big massive closet in there that I'm decluttering. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is going to be a few days. But, um, needless to say, the house looks amazing. And literally from the inside out, every crack every crevice looks amazing because I have completely put everything in its place um thank you Ikea for um helping me with the organizational tools that I needed to get this job done but this brings me to a deeper reason why I wanted to um talk about decluttering and stoicism excuse me so a lot of excuse me oh my god no, I'm not sick. It's just a little early morning. I'm coming to you really early because I want to hold myself accountable and um, hit you up. You know what I'm saying? Not wait till two, three days later and make an excuse about it. So here we go. So if I have a little 
frog in my throat early in the morning, forgive me. But what I wanted to do was come to you all about decluttering and stoicism because I didn't realize how they went hand in hand. And I didn't realize how um, therapeutic, once again, it is. So what I mean by um, stoicism, let me give you the definition so that way you won't be like, what are you talking about? You're just making up some fanciness or whatever the case may be. So stoicism basically is the ability to deal with trauma pain or hardship, the endurance of the pain and hardship without the display of feeling or without complaint. So for example, I think that it's safe to say that all black people in the United States of America, to some degree, experience stoicism, because even if you do experience, you know, pain or trauma, it's, you know, not acceptable for us to talk about it, but it is acceptable and expected of us to just walk through it with no problem, no pain, and no reaction to it, right? So that's um, what I gather as the understanding of stoicism. And that made me realize that I am very stoic. <laughs> well, was very stoic in my life. You know, so when you go through a lot of trauma, you go through a lot of stuff in your life. And then um, you come out on the other side of it grateful. But sometimes you don't really realize like, Things that you do, things that you say is a direct reflection of your life experiences. And um, without clearing out that mental house, without decluttering your emotional home, it can become hoarded with negative feelings, negative energy, negative anything. You know, sometimes when you hoard those negative emotions, it comes, it becomes a part of your, um, action, your daily outtake. You start hoarding in your life, not just your head. So you hoard negative emotions or traumatizing emotions in your head. Then you start to build a physical barrier around yourself. You start to buy things that make you feel good, but you don't want no one to touch it. You don't want to use it. You start to stockpile things like groceries or um, socks and underwears, whatever it is, you start to stockpile it because you just feel like, hey, I'm preparing for that trauma again, you know? And um, to some degree, that's what I was doing. I didn't realize it until I started my decluttering process that I was hoarding stoicism and not just mine's, but a lot of people's stoicism, my friends, my family's like, for example, um, in college, you have roommates, you have roommates in the dorms, you have roommates, you know, you say, hey, you're going to get an apartment off campus or whatever the case may be. You and your homegirl, you and your homeboy roommates. So as oftentimes, you know, more than not, when you become roommates, you share things. I don't know, pots, pans, plates, cups, etc. And then sometimes some personal belongings can get mixed up. Like you can get my college ID mixed up into your stuff when you move out, or I can get your driver's license mixed up in my stuff when you move out. But that can create an energy. You ever lost something and you looked all over for it and it's just like literally gone. And then it could be something important to you like I don't know, your driver's license or your social security card. And you have to now go to DMV or go to the social security office and get this stuff all over again. That's a, that's a, um, an obstacle, of course, like taking you off of your path, taking you out of your regular routine and just an inconvenience at large. Right. And if you're like me, <clears throat> I would send a negative 
beam of energy just because you don't know so it's like if anyone stole my stuff may they hand fall off or if anyone stole my stuff may they be just blessed with bad luck you know stuff like that <clears throat> now think about on the other side of that suppose you the person didn't take your information or your personal stuff but instead it was just mixed up in theirs or it was lost and left and they just found it and kept it for you know the next time they seen you type of thing right and then years went by and you forget about it that negative energy that like I previously put out I said whoever took my stuff may they have a bad whatever year that energy is going to follow the person who has your stuff even if they didn't intentionally take it right even if they didn't do it on purpose it could be there and unknowingly, unknowingly, you could be the person receiving that without realizing where it came from, you know? So that's a part of um, negative energy transfer or transfer of negative, unwanted negative energy. So what I started to do when I was decluttering, I made several piles. I made my goodwill pile. I made my garbage pile. I made my return to sender pile, meaning that if I had anything that was yours, and I don't care if we were, you know, if we're friends or not. So a lot of random people got random reach outs to me from like either Facebook or whatever to return items to them that um, I've had for over 10, 20 years, you know, and it wasn't even like I had it on purpose. I'm like, how did this get here as I'm cleaning through stuff? But that's the part of decluttering. When you are decluttering, you are really <clears throat> going through um, emotional baggage, you know, and then sometimes along the way you can stumble across someone else's emotional baggage, you know. Can you imagine um, being at school or, I don't know, at a concert with friends and you met your favorite rapper and they signed your, um, I don't know, like, I don't know, like they signed your phone or they signed your, you carried around a tape because you know you were coming to this concert to see your favorite rapper. And you're like, if I see him, I'm going to see him. I'm going to get the autograph. However, it works out. And you get it. And then years go by, you had it, it was your prized possession. And then you lose it. You don't know where it's at. You have an idea, like it might be, you know, a friend, an old roommate, it might be an ex, but you have a couple of ideas, but you're not sure where it went that's an energy of disappointment an energy of um could be despair but anger you know is energy behind that product that material that this person prized you know their prized possession <clears throat> now let's say you are the person in possession of their prized possession now that negative energy and that traumatizing energy and that disappointing energy is with you and is following you why because this person lost their items and you have it even if you didn't have it on purpose if it just got mixed in with your stuff whatever the case is you have it so now are you not only carrying your own trauma your own you know negative energy you're now carrying other people's trauma and other people's negative energy in your stuff so that's why I said I call this episode decluttering stoicism. The reason why I say, you know, decluttering stoicism is because um, I think we all need to do that, especially after the year we had 2021. I think that it would be best for us to all take some time out to go through closets, go through cabinets, go through old storages or what have you and just declutter that shit throw that shit out I don't know I think my whole town is decluttering because it's like a line at the goodwill to throw in stuff into the goodwill dumpster you know 
And it's like everyone. I went to like three of them. And I'm like, what the hell? Everyone's goodwill in this week. But um, I just think it's a mind shift, you know, where a lot of people are thinking, hey, you know, 2020 taught me anyway that I don't need a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? The love of family, good friends, good positive energy is really all I need. You know what I'm saying? Definitely money to pay my bills. But we're not talking about that. I'm talking about um, what you need for your mental health, you know? And 2021 was a trying year on my mentals. I'm not going to sit here and say I made it out unscathed, but I did make it out. Thank you, Jesus. And I a lot healthier with a lot more clarity, but I will say that, um, it did for all of us. It was a very trying year and it made you kind of it put the mirror up to your face to make you say, you know what? Am I living this thing called life correctly? Am I maximizing my real estate on earth? Am I maximizing my energy that I'm passing on to family and friends, is it good energy? You know, so it starts to allow me to think about things like that and um, start to make take action towards it, you know? So a lot of people feel like, oh, well, if that was the case, because one thing about me, I will say, if you don't know me personally, I'm here to let you know, because I feel like at this point in the game, y'all, she can talk. We friends now. Hey, y'all my homegirls and my homeboys, so we could talk now. But, um, one thing about me that if you don't know me personally, and I'm kind of like, this is the first time I think I ever said it out loud is I hold grudges to the grave grudges, where it's like, don't even mention their name because I'm going to think about what they did. It's going to send me to a frenzy grudges. But then when I started to realize in evaluating myself in 2021 is that's how you, you let people control you. You know, by holding on to a grudge, that means that you let them, you prove to them that they had real estate in your soul, real estate in your head. You're letting them know that, hey, they have control over you by, you know, holding a grudge or flipping out at the first drop of a dime or something to that effect, right? So, um, that's what I've been working on with myself. Like, hey, come on. I'm really evaluating the emotion that I feel. So, if it's like, and then accepting that emotion. So if I'm like, you know, I don't like this person, blah, blah, blah. Instead of me just going off a of face value, like why, you know, I don't like this person. Why? You don't even have a good conversation with them. At least find out why you're feeling like this, you know, nine times out of 10, my feelings are justified and then I can move on with no problem. Not, you know, I don't have to say, I told you, you ain't jail. I told that per I told this person that not to trust you. It's not for me to prove anything to anyone. And it's not for me to, you know, be the, you know, the law of the land and the justice of the land and hand out sentences and swift punishments. That's not me. But what I will say is me being able to evaluate the emotion that I feel has allowed me to become stronger emotionally and has allowed me to become more of a um, free thinking individual to say, hey, look, why don't I like them? Or why am I feeling like this when I come around certain people? Or when certain people are mentioned to me and then work through it. Now I can honestly say certain people that might've triggered me or certain, um, conversations that may have triggered me don't anymore. It really don't. So it's like, I relinquished that power, took it back. You know what I'm saying? I should say, and say, you know what, hold up. I'm not going to let people hold real estate in my head and I'm not going to let people's junk hold real estate in my closets either. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, I've been clearing out the closets. I gave a lot of um stuff to Goodwill. Not, you know, anything that was like a negative energy. And that's for real. Like, if it was something that was nice, 
but like I went to the club in it and bust my ass or, you know, I'm just saying something traumatizing happened to me when I wore that outfit or something traumatizing happened to me when I wore those shoes. I'm not going to give them to Goodwill, you know, because I don't want anyone who's in need, who is in a vulnerable position to get anything with negative energy on it. And I recommend you guys do not do that. So if you have something there that you wore and it was a bad experience for you when you wore it, or it just triggers a bad memory, it's an energy on that piece of product or clothing or item, throw it away, throw it away. Just because you spent, you spent money on it, just because it took up real estate in your closet or your drawer or whatever for how many years does not mean it has value. Because sometimes just because it has value is the value worth the energy attached to it. And that's what we have to ask ourselves. So um, I'm kind of proud of this journey I'm on. Yeah, like so one thing, like I said, the studio hasn't been decluttered yet because there is a lot of music in there, a lot of history in there between Colossal and I that we're just not trying to part with, but instead make it a little bit neater. However, um, just different variations in other parts of the house was just cluttery in closets. And I just want to get that taken care of. Now, our main area is very neat, very nice, you know, but um, just the closets. And it made me think about like the whole time I was cleaning out and decluttering, I thought about Eminem's song. <clears throat> And when that song came out years ago, you know, you already know the cliche of it. Tonight, I'm cleaning out my closet. He's talking to his mama. He never meant to hurt her, but he's going to tell the truths of what's been, what he's been hoarding in his closet, like his emotional, mental closet. And it's true. So we hoard things in our emotional, mental closets. Imagine what we hoard in our real closets, you know? Pictures of exes, um, f- pictures of friends that you are not friends with anymore, um, items of things like tickets and concert tickets that you went to with people that you don't like, people that did not mean you good. Why would you hold on to things from people that mean you no good? So you're just allowing them to bring that energy into your home and to take up real estate, real estate in only your, not only your home, but in your head. So throw that shit out. Throw that shit out. Trust me and believe me. Like, I think that, um, I don't know. I had a, a definite awakening. I definitely had like a moment of clarity where I was like, I just don't want this. I just don't want to be affiliated or attached to certain things anymore. And honestly, since last year, like maybe mid last year, I started my mental decluttering and then I started my social media decluttering. Like I started taking off things that weren't relevant to my life, things that weren't true to me and things that weren't, um, real to who I am today, you know? So a lot of people are like, oh, what are you talking about? Well, you're talking about the, um, the gypsy Facebook page, etc. You shut that down. Yeah, I did. I did shut it down because like I said, um, even though certain girls in that group, I am still cool with and we talk to majority. I'm not, and I'm okay with that. It's not a thing where I'm trying to carry on a grudge or anything like that, but I'm not into carrying 20 plus years of negative energy around for someone that I don't like or have real estate in, you know, my head for people that don't butter my bread at night or in the morning. Don't squeeze my orange juice in the morning or butter my bread at night. Right. So, um, yeah, I had to immensely declutter that. And then also just the energy. People want to associate you with stoicism. Sto- associate, not stoicism, let me take that back. Associate you with the negative trauma and the negative energy from what they known or experienced with you. So that's a part of them also holding on 
to that negative energy. Now you have to make a decision to you for yourself to say, Hey, do you want to continue to traumatize yourself or do you want to move on? And I will say that this, this is the best feeling moving on. A couple of months ago I did, um, post about it and say, look, you know, I'm going to throw stuff out. And I was decluttering and I was throwing it out, but I think that I really wasn't as far into my minimalism like I am today. So I was still in the beginning stages. So was I going to throw it out? I don't know. I would hold on. I would feel something emotional when I pick up an pro- item, good or bad, negative or positive energy. I would still hold on to it because of the, it gave me an energy. It gave me a feeling and an arise in me, you know, and that's not good. You don't want to hold on to something good or bad because you remembered what happened or it, it brought back that negative feeling to you or I remember I was pissed off. No, 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 no. So release it and, and let it go. You know, negative energy is not a good thing. And holding on to it is not a good thing. And holding on to it to say, Hey, I'm still holding space in this person's head. That's not good either because you don't really know what's going on in that person's head. Do you really want to hold real estate in someone's head that you hate or hate you? You don't know what they could be thinking and what type of energy they could be putting on your life. So let it go and let them go. And that's what I've been um doing lately. And I'm very, very, it's, it's honestly, honestly been fun. This has been really, really fun because for the first time in my life, I've been able to um look over items that I may have had for years and not really feel attached to them and be, and feel good to give them away. And I was able to look over things that um gave me bad and you know anxiety or gave me bad energy and not feel the anxiety or the bad energy and be able to release it and throw it in the garbage so yeah I did I threw a lot of stuff away a lot of things that would be considered um you know I don't know emotional to some people or whatever the case may be it's not the right type of emotion for me so I couldn't keep it you know where I'm at where the space that my family and I are in and um what we're trying to do it's great it's positive energy so I can't let anyone in if the energy ain't positive even if you gave me something and I feel like your intention wasn't good you know or if you gave me something with a good intention but now we're no longer friends it went into garbage too and it shouldn't be um don't feel anyone that's listening shouldn't feel like, oh, I'm just, you know, hateful and I'm coming up here with a vengeance and I'm just trying to let you know I hate all y'all guys and fuck that everything in the garbage. No, that's not it. What I'm trying to say is, um, regardless of who it is, if I gave you something and you and I are no longer friends and every time you see it, it gives you anxiety or gives you a negative emotion, throw that shit away. I'm not mad at you. Throw it away. Mental health is top priority especially in these days and times we have to be vigilant about our mental health we can't let people hold real estate in our head we can't let people hold real estate in our hearts that don't deserve it ain't paid a mortgage ain't put no down payment or closing costs they can't get the real estate from you the emotional real estate and that's what the um decluttering of stoicism is for me and um i honestly didn't really think i could do it and you don't really realize like how much of um a therapy session it is. It was like a two week, three week therapy therapy session for me. And I came out humbled and grateful on the other side of this because A, my house looks amazing, organization station everywhere, but then um no one's negative energy is with me. 
You know, if I, if I had, and, I, and on the flip side of that, cause I don't want to make it seem like it's just all about, I had a harbor and a whole bunch of negative items in my house. On the flip side of that, if you've given me something and it gives me joy, just touching it. As soon as I opened it up and I saw what it was, I started smiling, giving joy. I repurposed it in my house. I'm going to put this over here. I want to put this on my, um, picture table. You know, I would repurpose things and, and move things around to in- incorporate items that bring me instant joy. Like the memories, instant joy, touching it, it's the feeling of it brings me instant joy. Those items were kept and those items were repurposed to keep that positive flow of energy and instant joy throughout the home. And just like that, on the reverse side, you already know if it was a negative energy or if it just brought back a negative memory, I threw that shit in the garbage. I didn't even give it to goodwill because people, less fortunate people do not deserve that. They already have trauma. They already have the hardships that they're going through. I'm not giving them my negative energy and bad memories to wear or to put on their feet, you know? So be, be mindful of others too, because you could be passing on the trauma and not knowing it by giving some shoes to goodwill that you got jumped in, in high school. (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, throw them in the garbage. If it's a bad memory for you, it's an energy around that item and you don't want to pass it on, throw it in the garbage, you know? So that's what I say about that. Okay. And, um, because it's early morning and I got to get ready to go to work, (laughs) I'm going to kind of end it right there for y'all. I want to keep y'all on a long, long tirade, but I will be switching up the episodes as far as like, I don't know if I'm going to continue to do it every Wednesday. I'm not going to say I'm not going to do it for right now every Wednesday, but, um, I'm thinking I might come at you twice a week. Like say, for example, come with a philosophical type of episode like this episode. And then we'll get back into like our, you know, pop culture episodes where we talk about shows. Cause I have a couple of movies that I watch that I do want to discuss. Um, so I want to come back to you all this weekend and talk about that. And then, so you might get an episode this on Saturday, one on Wednesday. I haven't really deciphered yet, but, um, or every other week, because like I said, I am decluttering. I'm doing a lot of like housework, a lot of music work, um, these couple of weeks here. So busy, busy, busy. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Plus regular work, you know, so I'm not gonna say the podcast is going to take an L or take the short of it. I'm not trying to have you do that. Instead, I woke up early. So that way I can get to y'all, talk to y'all and really get these feelings out. Can't even lie. I think I told y'all that in the first episode that I wake up like four or five in the morning. It don't matter if I go to sleep one or two. It was like something in me. Like if I go to sleep later, then it's a five o'clock wake up. If I go to sleep early or earlier, ain't no telling four or five in the morning. So that was one of those mornings today. And I was laying in bed and I was just thinking about um, stoicism and how proud I am of myself with my decluttering of stoicism. You know, I just wanted to share that with y'all. Like some people like, where you at? Like you haven't really been on, you know, social media. You're not really posting and everything like that. And that's another thing. Um, I think for 2021, I'm going to use my social media platforms for just that promoting, promoting my music, promoting the podcast, promoting artists that I, I'm working with artists that I believe in. But, um, I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit more serious times that we're living in right now. So I don't, I just feel like the, um, and I'm going to, I'm still a jokester, so I'm not going to sit here and act like, oh, I'm not going to, um, you know, put a post of of music or jokes or anything like that. What I'm saying is, though, I'm going to probably start to reduce more time 
on social media so that way I can get back into the art of making music, get back into the um the love of creativity, you know, and then just focus on um creating. You know, I like I do a lot of I have a I wear a lot of creative hats and um I don't want to stop. So, I think that I'm just going to be able to focus more by not focusing on others, you know? And I think that's the thing that social media has done. It has um it's like a job. You wake up, you go on social media. You go to work, you're on social media at work. You get up for work, you're checking your social media. You come home, you're like, hey, it's movie night. But you're both on social media. No one's watching a movie. So, um, yeah, I just feel like I'm from the era where we came out and we were participated. And I know that coronavirus and all that stuff has made it different. So human contact and human interaction is different these days. But I also feel like um, we can still claim like reclaim our lives, like, you know, become one with nature, walk a hiking trail, ride a bike, enjoy the sun on your face, you know what I'm saying, swim the ocean, feel the sand in your toes, the real things that really matter to us as a human being, you know, social media is great, and don't get me wrong, I'm streaming to you right now from several different streaming platforms on social media, yeah. It's great, and it definitely helps us um, with revenue, income, and just different alternatives to surviving and living that weren't there 20, 30 years ago. But I just feel like it needs to be used the right way, and I feel like, um, yeah, like I just want to use it the right way, and I don't want to get distracted by it, because just as much as it's a, a good tool to use to get yourself ahead, it's a big distraction if you're trying to focus on what you're trying to focus on. So with that being said, I think I will do more podcast episodes and probably less post for right now until I get some things knocked out and get things um, on track. But um, I'm not off track, guys. I'm just busy, busy, busy. So in case you guys are, you know, trying to read between any lines there, there is no emotional lines to read between. What I will say is I just wanted to share this episode with you about just decluttering all facets of your life. When you start to do that, you'll start to become peaceful with yourself and you'll start to be more at one with yourself and you'll start loving the skin you're in. Because one thing I will say, like, um, before Facebook, I cluttered or I hoarded clothes, shoes, purses. I got to get the latest bag, $1,000. I got to get the latest shoe, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I want, when you see me step out, you know this ain't, ain't a fake Gucci bag. When you see me step out, you know these are diamonds. You know, like that mentality. But then I just start saying to myself, who is me? Who is seeing you? Who do you want to see you? <laughs> you know, like that's the question. Who are you doing this for? Because if you're doing this for yourself, then you would just get things that make you happy. Done, right? If you're doing this for others, then you're going to, you know, go broke trying to impress others that probably don't even like you anyway, right? And then with you going out your way to impress them, they're not going to like you that much more. And who wants that? Who wants to be in a world where you're not liked? As I get older here, that's one thing that I do say I value. I value friendships. I value true, compassionate people. I value honesty. I value loyalty. You know, and all of the things that I listed are the things that I give unconditionally. So that's why I value them a great deal. So you don't have to 
say, oh, clean values loyalty. Let me show her how loyal so I could be her friend. If you don't feel like, you know, you want to be my friend or you want to, I'm a good person to you. That is okay. Declutter me and get me the fuck out your life. <laughs> you know, um, if I'm a good friend, if you're like, you know, clean someone that I want to have around and I like her good spirit. That is okay. The energies and the stars will align to do so. Another thing I will say with me decluttering, with me throwing away stuff, I literally opened up the doors to people that I truly cared about that I haven't spoken to in years, years. One of my good friends from New York, this girl traveled the world. She's so successful. She does a lot of stuff. And we all just, 2020 has been trying for everybody to some degree. Not saying that she had a stumble of a year because she's doing great. But out the blue, we was able to reconnect and literally have like a damn five hour conversation about everything playing catch up. And it made me realize like, wow, this is a person that I truly love and want to keep in my life as a friend. You know, and I can honestly say that I haven't really thought about a lot of people like that. It's actually the opposite. I'll be like, yeah, let's hang out. And as soon as I hang out with you, I get instantly irritated. And I'm like, I never want to see them again. And then I have to say to myself that that might not be that person. That might be my emotional baggage and my stoicism, you know, because I figure everyone, if it makes you, if they, if it makes you feel emotionally away that they're not for you and done you know I'm gonna cut you off and I'm gonna just just you know just go there and it shouldn't be like that you know we do have to clear out the baggage but we do have to recognize the good versus the bad you know and appreciate the good versus the evil and celebrate the people that are celebrating us you know so all that to say is um if you didn't know next week is my birthday so that's probably another reason why I'm sitting here having a lot of deep thinking early in the morning and just thinking about life but um, I'm just grateful, you know, that we survived 2020. I'm grateful that um, I'm coming out a lot clearer, a lot stronger emotionally, physically, and mentally from all of the stuff that we've been through. And I would recommend it all to you all. Stoicism. Once again, the meaning of stoicism is being able to deal with trauma. You know, let me, let me give you, let me look it up at the Webster Dictionary. The endurance of pain or hardship without the display of feelings and without complaint. So, so even though at some times you may, I may have ranted and raved about what may have hurt my feelings, 90% of the time, I would just like chuck it up and put a, a, a strong, brave face on and act like it was nothing or like it didn't bother me when in fact it did. And then years down the line or one snap, and you're a crazy woman. You know, I've been there. So that's um, dealing with hardship and enduring it without emotion. It leads you to a place of pure, unadulted, pent up emotion. and will make you look crazy. And then let me, let me tell you how minimalism and stoicism goes hand in hand. So minimalism is basically the art of being living at your bare minimum. Just using... You know, living with your needs and not beyond your needs or not beyond your means, you know. So even if you're rich, because I noticed that a lot of successful, rich people are minimalist. Look it up if you think I'm playing. You know why? Because they have to run million dollar businesses, 
companies, their CEOs of, you know, just franchises, whatever, you know, and the last thing they want to do is have a closet full of clothes that they have to sort through to figure out what they're wearing today. And the last thing they want to do is have like 80, hundred thousand cars. So they have to figure out which one they're driving this week. You know, that's just extra thoughts on your head. Successful people keep it simple. Minimalist. If you go into the house, my nine out of 10, they probably have two colors of clothes, black, white, or brown or tan It's something simple, you know, but their house will be immaculate. It's beauty beyond beauty, expensive artwork, expensive statues. Everything tells a story. Everything tells like, oh, when I was in Bali, I went to Dubai. When I was in Africa, I picked this up. And, um, that's how we are. Like, there's no need for us to, I need to have like 80,000 shoes from Ross and 400 shirts from rainbows. Like, what the fuck is that? To say that I'm, you know, in check or I'm cool and I'm down, you know, but, um, experiences can't beat it. You know, closet full of junk, you could throw that shit out, but traveling to Africa and riding an elephant is an experience. Um, traveling to France and performing for a crowd that never, ever spoke English and chanting every word of your song. That's an experience. So Things that happened to me over the last couple of years and leading up to 2021 has made me decide, what do I want? Do I want things or do I want an experience, you know, memories and, and stuff that I can um, pass down to generations to come to inspire them to live their life to the fullest and to inspire them to have their own experience and their own journey. Alrighty, I'm talking y'all to death. I'm not going to keep y'all long, but I just wanted to share that with y'all. So what I want y'all to do is once this episode is done, hit me up, let me know, give me a comment and let me know what do you think about my theory on decluttering stoicism and tell me what you think about my theory on, um, a giving things back to its rightful owners, B, um, just decluttering yourself emotionally, um, spiritually, physically, and digitally social media. And, um, how do you feel about that? If you did it, if you tried it, did it work for you? Did it not work for you? Now I will say this, it is kind of like a really strict lifestyle, you know, saying when you say, Hey, look, I don't really want to, um, you know, you kind of have to discipline yourself. You can't go into the store and say, Hey, I'm going to just buy this because, and you can't just, you know, be in, the grocery store, like, oh, that's on sale. I'm going to grab it. Like, you really got to stick to your guns and stick to your list. But it pays off in the end. You'll have a beautiful, beautiful home that you can walk around and enjoy and just, like, traipse through it. Like, I don't know, leave it to Beaver's mom or something. And then um, you have money for experiences, you know, because you're not buying unnecessary things, you know. And, um, yeah, and then giving to the less fortunate. That's something I can say that was so... um big for me during these weeks of decluttering was being able to say, you know what? I pray that someone who needs this gets this. And I'm giving this with full intent that they deserve it. They get it. And it helps them get to a better place. And when I talk about, I don't even know how many bags and bags and loads of stuff we gave away to Goodwill, but it was the best feeling ever. 
So I say try it, y'all. Try it. But with that being said, you know how I like to do. I like to leave y'all with a song. I'm going to leave y'all with my song this morning, Morning Sun. The reason why, because A, it is 6 a.m. in the morning right now on a Wednesday, and I want y'all to get it in, have a good day. Um, If it's 6 a.m. or 6 p.m. in the evening. I hope you had a good day and I hope you have a good week. Also, morning sun is basically summing up how I'm feeling right now. You got to beat the morning sun to get the job done, you know? So we're going to leave y'all with that. Um, you know, honestly, I really think I might have put this on an episode last um, season, but I don't care. I'm going to play it again for y'all today if I did. So if I did, sue me. If not, you hear it again. Why not? But morning sun, I think is going to be the best thing to leave out because the early morning, early bird gets the worm. You know, you get up early. Sometimes your best creative juices flow before the sun gets up. And um, yeah, it's a nice mellow vibe. So I'm going to leave you out with morning sun. You have a great day. Um, she can talk. You already know if you're looking for me, Gongly MC on Instagram, Colleen Eat Wings on Instagram, Doe Records, D-O-E underscore records, all on Instagram or D-O-E records dot com for the website. Okay, I'm going to be doing some sauce reviews, some food reviews starting um, maybe February going into March. I'm trying to get the setups and everything now going with that. But yeah, I'm going to be bringing you some more reviews on Clean Eat Wings coming up. So stay tuned. All right. Yeah. Have a good day. And um, here we go. Morning sun. Peace. by the sun, loved by the one, never knew that I'd be so far from done, there were days I didn't know which way to go, making sure I shine everywhere I go, bright lights them low, no hype, no shows, I might just take flight and little will they know, every day I grow, and I learn more, told the babies don't follow me, now they lost souls, everything I do, do it all for you Sometimes I go so hard I don't think things through Everything I do Keep it fresh and new Cause living in the past Won't help them find a clue I gotta beat the morning sun Yeah Because my work is never done That's why I beat the morning sun Been brought back to life Everything's alright See things so clearly like the windows been white Book shows get hype Work a job I like Recording sessions all day And interviews at night Write checks with my left Cash and rip my right Driving through your town Next day I'm biting Doing what I like Grand treatment on site And anything my mama won't She getting it the night Always late the bed And the first one to rise That song in my head And I need one more line Turning in my bed Can't sleep at night So instead I make that bread And turn on that mic I gotta beat the morning sun Because my work is never done All work and no fun 
why I beat the morning sun. Beat the morning sun. Hey, cause my work is never done. Hey, oh, work ain't no fun. Hey, that's why I beat the morning sun. Hey.